Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Nick Yellily, you needed to stay cool after that long stint. It's been a hard fight back for the 25 BMW, but you guys are plodding away. How much are you learning that's going to help you with this season going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because we seem to have relatively good pace. When I've been around the other GTPs, we've been able to stay close to them or pass them. So to have the hybrid issue early on was a bit of a kick in the teeth. But now we'll use it as an extended test session, run as much as we can. Um, as drivers, we can try all the different tools with no real pressure, uh, which we haven't had real chance to so far in the testing. So, um, And also, the, the sister car is running pretty well, as in fourth at the moment. Pit stop uh, pending, of course, but we can yeah, go out on, uh, for example, different tyres and different specs and see when it's, it's the right call to switch over. So, yeah, all learning. So you're, in essence, uh, running cover for the sister car, trying to help them win a watch. How will that help BMW outsmart all the competition? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more, I guess, some people can use the, the faster car, say, to do the same thing. But because we're out of the race in terms of a, a proper result, uh, we can change tyres a bit earlier and maybe yeah, make that call a bit earlier. And hopefully that will make a difference to them gaining a few spots. Will this race be the longest test that you guys have ever done? Um, I would say if they complete it, yes. Um, otherwise, exact hours, I'm not sure because usually I'm asleep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say if, if the sister car completes it, then it will be, yes. Yeah, don't jinx anything. Your crew members are getting nervous now. One quick question about the low temperature tires. If you were to put them on at 15 minutes before the cutoff, would you be allowed to keep running them through the end of your stint or do you have to come in and change them? My understanding of the rules is if you put them on just before, then it's okay. Thank you for that. No problem. <laughs> well done, Chip. Cleared that one up. I mean, that's the common sense thing, isn't it? Let's be quite blunt about that. I mean, we were talking with Mark Raffoff earlier in the week about the common sense officiating that uh, we get from IMSA. Still some hardy souls in front of us uh, on the grandstand and the first vestiges of light beginning to illuminate the sky it's quite overcast over to the coast which is where the sun's going to come up some quite threatening clouds still 20 degrees in the air that's 68 Fahrenheit 19 degrees on the track so the track and air temperature balanced up overnight and have stayed pretty constant we've seen anything lower than 17 degrees uh, overnight. It started to get warmer just after midnight. What, did we drop down to 16 at that point or was that 17? Certainly then started to go up. I noticed it at about 1 o'clock in the morning somebody asked me about it and I tweeted them back, it's rising. <laughs> um, I'm yep. not sure uh, with temperatures rising and the barometer getting low, we're going to be raining men by the end of the race in 6,052 minutes time. Uh, go to share for a pit lane temperature update. Just an idea of where we normally are in the Rolex versus where we are this year. Normally everyone in sight has a coffee or tea in hand purely to try and stay warm. 
right now it's about maybe a quarter of the people on the pit lane with a warm beverage, mostly to try and keep them awake. Very little need to keep warm because the air temperature is at such a high ambient level. We've got a pit stop for the number 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac. Alexander Sims climbing aboard. Jack Aitken getting out after doing a fabulous job overnight. They did hit some trouble when the gearbox started to come loose and they had to go back to the garage. I think that was during yours and Peter's sleep break. It was when I was just starting to wake up. These are sticker tires. Brand new rubber for Alexander Sims. Adding a bit of fluid on the right side. Not in the paratherm bottle though. This one just going in in a pressurized bottle over the engine cover. Waiting on the fuel and cleaning out the air ducts in the front to make sure that this caddy can breathe. Uh, now, how's this for one of the coolest places that uh, you could be keeping up to date with the 61st running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona? James O'Donnell. Hello, James. Nice to hear from you. Uh, listen to the first few hours on a plane over the Atlantic last night uh, on board Wi-Fi and IMSA radio. Definitely takes your minds off the lumps and bumps in the journey. Oh, bit of turbulence. Now, what he doesn't say is which way he was going, but I would guess you were going uh, back to the UK James if I'm uh, wrong I apologize nice uh, seven uh, uh, nice 981 box I think that might be 718 boxster dark grey with the uh, ruby red hub as hood as his uh, avatar certainly lumpy for me coming over here uh, on Wednesday that was for sure a little was bit it? lumpy oh yeah very uh, going over the Atlantic, yes. There's a big uh, storm well. from, wasn't there, uh, further must north from here. We only got yeah, caught with a wee bit been. of rain. Yeah, but it was, um, yeah, it was it was uh, certainly, uh, that's the way, 36,000 feet to take in into radio. That's very cool. Yeah, very good. Uh, uh, Samaji says, Michelin have introduced low and high temp comps, uh, temp tyres this year. How do we judge these two compounds visually? And how does the organiser monitor, monitor the compound? We, we can't judge them visually uh, we were talking to uh, Michelin earlier on and uh, they are they're only using those here they don't feel that they'll be anywhere else that they need to possibly at Road Atlanta and the Petit Le Mans Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta Motul Petit Le Mans at the end of the season um, we asked about maybe a different sidewall colour cover and they are looking are doing that. The second part, how does IMSA monitor the compound? That's much easier to do. They have absolute data because the uh, pit lane exit has RFID readers either side and each tyre has an RFID chip embedded in it. This is technology that came from um, heavy goods vehicles, trucks and their tyres to monitor to be able to monitor how many miles they'd done and what temperature range they'd been through and it's been modified for racing and therefore the information exists and again IMSA and Michelin together with the teams looking at ways that that can be presented so that we can tell you ah that scuffed set of tyres that Shea's just told me in my ears has just gone on one car uh, that was last on at half past six last night and did 22 laps that information exists also we would know in a situation where there were two tyre compounds like here, uh, which tyres have been used and how many sets of each compound for GT Daytona uh, GT uh, P, excuse me um, had been used, remember those tyre compounds 
only available for the GTPs here at that race. But but an absolute amount of sets. So all of that, we're looking at ways that that can be presented so that we can enhance uh, your understanding and enjoyment of this of, of this endurance sport. Uh, leader just come in for a pit stop. The number 60 Marshank Racing Acura Tom Blunk was bringing it in. Colin Brown taking it out. No tyres taken at that pit stop, just fuel. So uh, the Marshank Racing crew double stinting those tyres. Interestingly, Colin Brown having to go out on a stint old tyres. That's yeah. quite normally you'd see scuffed. them paired up. Or it's scuffed, yes, of course. But uh, far from uh, far from fully uh, far from fully fresh. So Colin Brown has got a something to manage here at the wheel of that Acura. machine. They were the low temperature tyres that went on that car. Hello to Chase, he's just waking up from outside St. Louis, Missouri enjoying the commentary morning Chase Uh, it is I think it's 7.14 or 7.15 officially sun up Um, we then get to spend the rest of the race in a greenhouse today, we get the tomato plants out as well, get them ripened up always Fine, we have to do the Arivatan and Pikes Peak to uh, hold off the uh, hold off the sun here in the yeah, radio booth. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we, we're hearing from Bruce how many uh, Bruce Jones as part of the Night Shift Night Owls, powered by Sacred Coffee. How many new circuits he'd been to recently? My latest new circuit that I'd not been to was a brand new circuit which hadn't had an international event before, and that was Kuwait Motor Town. And they had built their pit lane north-south and therefore you never got direct sunshine in the working part of the pit lane and you never got direct sunshine into the commentary boxes either. Um, I vote for that. Uh, Also, their commentary boxes weren't bright white. So so they were actually a decent shade of sort of mid-grey to take away some of the reflections. Be careful what clothes you wear when you're in a commentary box and not from a fashion standpoint light coloured shirts when the sun's coming in through the window you get reflections you just can't read your screens or see what's going on on them there's a bit more science to this pit stop uh, for our GTD leader John car number 27 heart of racing Aston Martin Darren Turner got out a new driver got in I'm not sure exactly who will get him when the Let's driver go goes Shea. through uh, Shea was watching that that would be Marco Sorensen as he was the only other driver hanging out in the box uh, we're not including uh, Ian James in the lineup anymore John he has switched to the comfy close strategy ah. having driven five and a half hours in the first ten as he told wow. us wow that's a good goodly stint uh, Marcel Duke technical one for Spectatainment and Gearbox Girl do the GTPs have an alternator or do they charge the starter battery with the HV system well now Marcel, here's a question, because uh, some of the starter batteries, uh, some of the cars don't have, or didn't have starter batteries, uh, with the HV getaway, the electrified getaway, there's no need for a starter motor or an alternator, so some of the cars were designed without them, now I'm led to believe that at least one of the manufacturers has retrofitted a starter, um, just in case they have a hybrid failure and have to try and start the car out on the circuit and get it back on the ICE alone. Remember, this is a spec system from uh, WAE. 
for that uh, hybrid bundle that we saw being changed earlier on. So, charging for other electrical requirements is done with the HV system and starting is done by the HV system as well. Apparently, you just uh, stick it in gear. Jeremy was explaining this earlier on, having talked to a couple of the teams. Tell me which manufacturer that he was talking about. You pull in the clutch on the steering wheel, uh, start the car on electric power, so jam your foot to the floor, and then when you're up to pace, uh, just release the clutch and it bump starts the car, basically. We've all done that. Sometimes try to do it on our own, down a slight decline in an empty car park in the middle of the night when your battery's gone flat and you've come back to the car and you've got to try and push it, jump in make sure the ignition's on jam it into third or fourth and try and get the engine to turn over then dip the clutch and catch it yes, we've all done that dance we've all done that dance down through the years with a failing battery or having left the interior light on or the side lights on so I ho hope that is uh, an answer for you, Marcel. The car number 14, the Lexus Vassar Sullivan. Uh, now that was uh, Mike Conway taking out a massive, big, <laughs> massive, big slide moment uh, coming out. I'm sure under complete control, it must be said, just to try and generate some sort of rear tyre temperature coming out of the pits. Now, number 79, WeatherTech. Mercedes is in in GTD Pro. They're taking out blanking from the front. Uh, yes. They're taking out little bits of tape that was put in overnight. Uh, huge amount of heat coming off the right front brake on the 79 WeatherTech AMG. So they're beginning to notice that the air temperature is rising. 20 Celsius is 68 Fahrenheit. And the, there's more than a bit of light in the sky now. Beautiful sunrise. Uh, coming, I always think they have a good sunrise or a good sunset. You need just a little bit of cloud cover to reflect the coming or going of the sun. And over towards turns three and four is where the light is coming from. And it immediately makes a difference. Quite heavy overcast at the moment. No rain forecast before the end of the race. I've got to say, I'm looking at that... Peter and I are motorcyclists. If I was outside, I'd be sniffing the air at the moment, see if there was a bit of a smell of, of rain. I know that sounds a bit odd, but you do get a little bit of sort of ozone smell when the rain's on its way. So Run, run, run for home at that point. Yeah, yeah, turn away from the dark clouds. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you've forgotten to bring your uh, oversuit with you. Well, I, I never had one. I was, uh, I was just always leather. So, but rained, I got wet. I yeah. got wet. <laughs> the advantage of having a, a big, comfy old bloke's bike is that even if it does rain on the BMW, the mighty BMW GT sixteen hundred, um, most of me stays dry. The one thing I always carry is a pair of wet weather gloves, which are exactly the same as my Alpine Stars summer gloves, but they just have Gore-Tex in them so that my, my hands and my fingers don't get cold and therefore wet. Because even with heated grips, it's your fingers on the levers that uh, never really dry out and get warm, is it? Not a problem that these guys have had overnight, as no. we've said. Oh, uh, au contraire, one did. 
uh, Gunnar Jeanette in the AO Racing Porsche. The air conditioning unit oh, yes. pipe broke loose and soaked Gunnar in his uh, beautiful white uh, Pre- Preston Hen swap shop suit, which they've had made up to match the car that won this race 40 years ago, and he got completely soaked oh, in that AO uh, car. Um, so uh, hopefully they've got that all sealed, sealed up again so the, the, the other drivers in the AO racing car don't get the same treatment Barry Skinner thanks for your technical input Barry at IMSA Radio after all these years I've worked out how to tell the difference in tyre they're round with the manufacturer's name on and they come in three types uh, exploded, flat or inflated after that I don't think the drivers are that bothered No, I'm probably not Far away from the truth there, Barry. Thank you for tuning to At IMSA Radio. Been a decent night's racing. Not quite the mayhem that we uh, worried about when Johnny and Bruce took over for the night shift, powered by Sacred Coffee. Still looking, of course, for our nominations from our team for the BDO Nose Strategy Awards. There's been... There's been actually some really quite quite good long runs here which means the strategy hasn't really had to come into play up until now I'm, I'm reserving my judgment I've got a couple of little things tucked away but uh, I'm reverg- reserving my judgment until we get into the last f- probably six hours could I throw one into the conversation yeah you can uh, I would say the number nine Faf Motorsport yes. Porsche. Good call. Uh, again, you just have to look at their lap times. I mean, their best lap time is two seconds slower than those around them, and they've managed to keep on the GTD Pro lead lap. I'm not entirely sure how, to be honest. No, because, because they've, Backler, worked, they've worked. They've worked all yeah. all of the yellow Yellows. flags period. Uh, that was one of our Porsche keys to race. Work the cautions, and they have certainly done that. They are sitting at the moment fourth in GTD Pro, and yeah. I would suggest, Peter, now that you've said that for the BDO No Strategy Award. That strategy started much, much earlier in the week when they said, we're going to do minimal running. There's no point yeah, in us flogging yeah, they the they knew car. where they were at. Five yeah. millimetre restrictor, restrictor reduction from last year's Porsche GT3 to this year, and a car that weighs the same and puts out the same amount of power. In fairness, it has a 200cc increase in the capacity of the engine from four litres to... Uh, just over four litres to just under 4.2. Um, however, that is much more for torque, and squeezing the restrictor has uh, rather stymied the whole point of that because they're not getting the torque that they were expecting. I think it was Jeremy that was saying that some of the other GT drivers were saying how slow the Porsches were out of the international horseshoe down to the other end of the infield so certainly manifesting itself there which would normally be Porsche country oh, with that absolutely. rear engine it's all about traction and drive out the corner Run so out of the corners. it kind of takes away their secret weapon a little bit but it, you know we, we had a, uh, after a very early caution we had a big run of green flag running at the start of the race I was watching uh, Klaus Bachler in, the, in that Faf Porsche he was lapped by the GTD Pro leader after 90 minutes so for the fact that we're now six and a half, well, six hours 36 to go and they're still on the lead lap, um, oh. that just shows that they've played their strategy really well. In comes the number six Porsche. This is Mathieu Jaminet, who's had a 
They look like a brand new set of Michelins as well that's gone on to that car. Bit of a windscreen clean. These pit stops are uh, not hurried and hectic. There's uh, an amount of time that they've got to be standing still. It's 40 seconds, isn't it, for the full fill? So that's three, two, one, 40 seconds now. And that was spot on the 40 seconds when the fuel probe came out. I love... Oh, big lock-up. Oh, big, huge. Big, big lock-up for Earl Bamber and the 0-2 going into turn six. It's much bumpier there this year. Manages to keep the car pointing in the right direction. That's the car in third position with the blue nose and uh, centre section. He's only 19 minutes into his stint. Ooh. So he's neither at the start, nor he's not as if he's on an outlap, but he's miles away from the end of his stint. So that's 50 gonna minutes in. He's going to have a bit of rattle there on uh, that right front. Michelin, he's, he's heating up the, the brakes quite impressively. So he came out of the West Horseshoe. He's pushing a little bit. Who's he trying to chase down? He's a minute ahead of the B, of the Brendan Hartley. Oh. Just a little grab of the left front, actually, as he was coming in. Remember, these cars brake by wire on the back, friction brakes on the front, brake by wire using the uh, hybrid the motor for retardation. Um, Spooner in orange, more light board trivia. The LEDs that are used here are CA display, displays, common anode which means all eight of the LEDs have their anodes tied together in common. My guess it will default to CA on panel when it's looking for information to display. Spooner in orange, we love that. And Wickerbill gives us a, a factoid. I feel like Steve right in the afternoon. Oh, hang on a second. 38 fourth place car in P4. That is the number 38 which has been driven performance by tech. that's performance tech yeah John D'Angelis behind the wheel of that quick spin on the infield and continuing factoid the smell of rain in the air is microbes in the soil reacting to water it's nature's way of bringing animals to a water source you can thank QI for that TV company a TV show in the I like that. The, the collective are on map one. Oh, Full rich this morning, are, aren't they? They My are goodness. absolutely on it. Thank you <laughs> for those two. Brilliant. Absolutely Fantastic. brilliant. Fantastic. Kuiper Hoffman said, love the insights given to ergonomic design and fashion considerations necessary for a broadcast booth. I now picture you all dressed uh, in all black with hoods as ninjas to, uh, to reduce <laughs> reflection. It's not, not quite like that, Kuiper, but you're not far off. Right, a moment or two ago, one this of the real the the areas of uh, action was the Le Mans chicane, and that's where the performance tech car lost the back end. Now, was that down on the bumps there? Yeah, the headlights went speed. out as well there. That was interesting. They're back on now, so so I wouldn't. I think that was a stall on uh, downshift. Locked the engine, locked the rear wheels, and stalled the engine immediately. Could be, yeah. Could so be. that was like pulling on the parking brake. Oh, pe pe penalty! Car number ninety-three. That's the racer's edge Acura, uh, which is quite running quite up the sharp end in GTD. Kyle Marcelli at the wheel. Too many crew over the wall. Considered working on the car drive through penalty well that's I think that is the first I mean they the lost the the front cover or the fruit um, earlier on um, but other than that I don't think that they've 
had too many issues with the officials. No. So that one is going to hurt them in terms of their position. It's a close-fought battle in GTD and GTD Pro. They're sitting in fourth position at the moment, about uh, 12 seconds ahead of the Magnus number 44, Aston Martin. Cadillac Racing, 0-1, leader, Renga van der Zander. Now, as he had a little issue through turn number one onto the infield, no, he was fine there. It's getting much, much lighter now with Sunup just about five minutes away. Oh, no. Bringing us to the end of 13 minutes, uh, 13 hours and 16 minutes. Now, a warning oh. for fourth place Acura, Brendan Hartley. Again, this is failure to adhere to tyre usage recommendations. Just a warning. Just a warning. That could mean a lot of things. That doesn't that just mean low temperature, high temperature. No. That could be tyre pressures, it could be cambers, it could be anything. Now, the aforementioned uh, Faf number nine in from fourth for the driveway plaid Porsche. No surprise to me uh, that the Canadian team has got a visit from our Shea Adam. Yeah, it's meant to be, and they've got sacred coffee too in their pit box, so I really Excellent. need to stop in and uh, have a visit. Thank As you, new sacred ambassador, Lawrence Vantor, has gotten out from behind the wheel and installed is Patrick Peleg, 2014 race winner. And while it doesn't look like they're going to be getting any new Rolexes today, they are so hard because this is a season-long effort. They are in it for the championship, Lawrence Vantor, uh, helping out with the endurance races for Klaus Backler and Patrick Pile. But that was fuel, tires, and pee-pee put behind the wheel, as he is affectionately known by his co-drivers. Patrick Pile, if you will. I'm leaving that one out there and moving straight along from there. Thank you, Shish. Yeah, I'm down in the pit lane. Well, Do you know what? You're seeing no Rolex. They're sitting just off the podium in their class. Uh, at the moment, it doesn't take too much imagination and a bit of bad luck for cars ahead for them to be in contention. The Porsches, uh, not with the lap time capability, um, but what they have done, that car has played the yellow flag game very well to keep it on the lead lap, as Peter Mackay was talking about earlier. It is PMAC and Hindy in the booth on the fifth floor Shea Adam down in the pit lane still to come another shift from, shift from our night owls with uh, JP and Bruce Jones have you heard about their breakfast that they've had well, they've had McDonald's del breakfast delivery into the studio that's just that's just not <laughs> your good lady had the same reaction I'm, I, <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, that, that, that accounts for some of the smells. That's all I'm saying. At least they're not using my Camry. They're in, uh, yes, they're in our Studio One and staying in touch via race control. Well, still here on the fifth floor. We continue with six and a half hours to go. And that uh, Porsche number seven, the 963, almost, in fact, just does it as it goes across the line. Eight GTPs now back on the top of the timing and scoring monitor as Michael Christensen managed to get around the LMP2 leader last time around. Still 18 laps away, but only 18 laps away, which is what they lost on that hybrid bundle change early on. We got 
uh, I was quite impressed with the first half of this race. Um, when we looked at the times of the races we have for the rest of the season, 2 hours 40, 6 hours, 10 hours and 12 hours, considering this is the first competitive outing for the GTP, reliability has been far higher than I think we were being led to believe. Uh, and managing expectations maybe by the manufacturers and the teams, Peter, and I know the six and a half hours still to go, but this, generally speaking, with those two exceptions, one BMW and one Porsche, um, has been a race that has not looked drastically different from previous years and no. the, the DPIs. No, definitely not. Look at last year. We had several DPIs going behind the wall. Yep. It's a 24-hour race. You're, the car, if you think about it, if you that, that engine is hardly ever off. It shouldn't really ever go off in those 24 hours. The car is asked to just run and run and run. And here at Daytona, you're at full throttle for such long periods of time. So you're putting the vehicle through some incredible stresses. And actually, the attrition, the... Uh, in, in some other classes could, could be argued that is, is higher so no I think GTP um, the manufacturers can all the engineers and designers can all give themselves a pat on the back because I think they've passed their first test Sebring might be an even harder exam I really believe that you know when you if you're going to find a problem with any race car put it on track for Sebring for any length of time and you, it usually will shake it out I mean we've seen that so many times over the years remember Sebring back in 2008, the Audis found a brake problem that they'd never seen before. They had to change brakes, and they said these brakes should last 24 hours at Le Mans, let alone 12 hours at Sebring. That was a huge shock. Peugeot got rattled, uh, you know, rattled into submission as well. And year before, alternators were getting changed like uh, like pairs of socks. So Sebring will be the next uh, the next big what, you test. Mean once every three weeks, is that? Well, you can turn them inside out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get two uses out of them. Shea has got... <laughs> we're already kidding. Boys, no, sorry. Joke. Shea's yeah. wrinkling her nose. I can see it from here. She's got the Conning Madonna Acura. That was the sound of the Michelin squealing as they were put under pressure leaving. Was that a full service ship? It was. Fuel tires and Ricky Taylor put aboard that oh. car. And they were sticker Michelins. I believe they were still the cold weather specification of tire. Yeah but I'll have to double-check and ask once again. But Brendan is up on the box debriefing. Helmet's still on. That's how they do it here at WTR Andretti for their outgoing drivers. JTR Motorsports Engineer keeping... And we're keeping him up to date on the drive back to Indiana this morning, listening on Sirius XM 207. Hello. Good morning. Good to hear you. Hope it isn't too long before they're back home again. The yeah problem then for an unscheduled stop, and this is what kills you and your ch chances of a decent run. And, and this is the Mercedes of Kortoff being right up there. Shea Adam is watching this. This car came into the pit lane, the crew completely not expecting it. I thought it was too soon for a pit stop, but having an issue out at turn six the lap before, losing the lead of the GTD class, they are now putting in the fuel probe, but the driver's side door came open and just sort of sat there for a moment. Now the car still sitting on the pit lane. Wonder if maybe he's lost brakes, if, if it's that point in the race where they haven't done a brake change. 
something's got to give. We do expect to see all of these GT3 cars doing brake changes at various points of the race. Some people have already done theirs. But for Team Cawthorne, this is disaster as their chance of a Rolex is slowly slipping away. Uh, hello to Dan Ledwood, just after midday in the UK. Tuning back in again after flying the mail plane to and from East Midlands Airport in the UK in a very faff-esque livery at ATR. Great to see the Acura NSX is running well, particularly for an all-relative old ch chassis. Dan, good morning. Thank you for your hard work and flying the mail train. 32 has gone behind the wall oh. for Shea Adam. Oh, they were running so, so well. well. Oh. But importantly, John, it's going behind the wall with human power. Yeah, well, I think it has to. I, 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 well, no, you can drive it. You can drive it directly out the wall. You're right. Oh, I think dear. the next time we get a yellow, a yellow, a full course yellow, there's going to be a plethora of brake changes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just. I think a lot of teams are really going, kind of waiting on one to, to get those brake changes uh, done as well. And uh, watching the mechanics do their job in that is spellbinding. Actually, the way they're able to do, to do that service uh, as well. But Kortov, it's. They're not pushing back in a particular hurry, uh, strangely. Um, so I hope it's nothing terminal there for Cordoff Motorsport because they've been so good all race long. What that does mean, another Mercedes-AMG has gone to the front of GTD and the front of GTD yeah. overall, car number 57, Shh. windward Mercedes. She'll what a on. story. I think, uh, I think no, she'll... No, Daniel Morad. Daniel, uh, Daniel Morad, yeah. sorry. Yes, yeah. she'll good on in the, uh, the 79 car behind it. Daniel Morad has done yeoman's work yeah. in that car. Drafted in at late notice uh, yesterday to that car after a very nasty accident, if you're just getting up to pace with us uh, this weekend, for Luke Saar, who was supposed to be driving that car. Delighted to say that uh, despite having to go to hospital and have some surgery, that went very well for Lucas. He's uh, not up and around I have a bit of rehab to do to uh, having some uh, lumbar vertebrae issues but that hopefully now has been addressed that uh, surgery went very very well the 32 caught off car now being towed by the tug back to their garage area Flukas if you're listening we wish you well see you soon we hope supposed to be in Bathurst next weekend that's not going to happen um, I think Shields Gunon's on the Bathurst uh, list. I haven't really had a chance to sit down. I'm still in Rolex mode before I start studying that. Uh, and if he is, I think he'll be another driver who's done the triple of Dubai, Daytona. Well, he won it with Bentley. Bathurst, he? he won it with Bentley. Yeah. 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 Well, something very odd went wrong there with that 32 caught off car because they were being caught by the 57 and at turn six. The car speared off to the right, didn't hit anything. But I wonder if they were already having some driveline or maybe downshift problems. And that was why the 32 didn't make that corner for Mikhail Grenier, who's been very quick in that car. Another class leader, the 33 Sean Creech Motorsport car, going through turn one with that great Stars and Stripes livery on the Ligier. What a battle they have had with the... Uh, number 17, AWA. Uh, Yukanamaru behind the wheel. And 
I think that 17's just dropped off the lead lap. Let's see what happens. They're due to come round. Yes, they have. But what a battle that has been between the Ligier of Sean Creech and the 17 AWA. Still very much in, uh, in striking distance. Sorry, Anthony Mantella in the 17. Yukanamaru, of course, is in the 87. That's one line down the fast MD racing but Joao Barbosa still got it hasn't he Joao yeah no, no doubt about it uh, four time uh, winner of this race uh, once in uh, in class in a Mosler back in 2003 uh, 20 years ago um, so yeah he's, he's, uh, there's no uh, there's no substitute well, for experience is there the, the man who quote unquote discovered him spent quite a lot of time at the beginning of the race in Standing behind us he here did. on the fifth floor, that's yeah, Martin, Martin Short. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. A pretty decent peddler himself. Martin Short actually led Le Mans in the Roll Centre car for. He never, never got scored as a leader, but I never, I've never forgot, forgotten that we were in the, the old Tribunes then on the driver's left, and we could see all the way up towards the Dunlop Bridge, and he was leading that race for about three quarters of a lap in that roll centre car Deutsche Bank no Deutsche Bank sponsored smashing family as well the two boys getting into racing now and hello to Michelle not a bad day for us Sunderland supporters yesterday didn't quite turn over Fulham in the FA Cup but scored first played decently well and then had a potential winner chalked off with VAR the dying moments apparently haven't seen the highlights yet I'll catch up later Chiss back with us again curious with all the lights these calves have which ones must they have and what do they have to fix if they stop working one headlight one tail light for the hours of darkness and a rain light if required simple as that you have to have all four I need two front, two rear functioning. There are normally multiple light sources at each light point, so it's not just one bulb in the headlight. It's actually all LEDs nowadays anyway. But you'll, if damage is sustained, you're fine with one of each. What, what's the green light on the back here? I was... Uh, I can see it now on Xiao Barbosa's car. I thought it might have been for the bronze driver. Is Xiao listed as a bronze now? No. Can't be. No, he's well, not. No, he's a gold. Mm. He's a gold. He's definitely a gold. Um, yeah, I thought he was. I yeah, said that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, he's listed as a gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Barbosa leading the race quite quite comfortably. He's put, put, a, put a good gap in. Uh, at his time behind the wheel, however, number seven, the number seventeen machine uh, in LB3 not far behind at all. Any, one caution, and they're right on it. AWA, go on. It's there the is turning. a delegation from Sean Creech Motorsport coming with pitchforks to you now for the curse of the commentator. Oh, oh well, hopefully not. <laughs> We have to report what we see. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's my excuse. Listen, it's been a cracking battle oh, that, yeah. for the, the last 18 hours. Coming 16 minutes' time, of course, we will have the next tranche 
of Michelin Endurance Cup points. So, yeah, in the GTD class, there's we've got 15 minutes until those points are handed out. Daniel Morad is 39 minutes into his stints. We should just make it by a lap uh, to before he has to pit. And then the cars behind him, the uh, well, in, in his class, uh, the car number 27, Heart of Racing, they're 29 minutes into the stint, so they're a little bit more comfortable. So it's, it should just work out perfectly for, for Winward to score another chunk of... Michelin Endurance Cup points. Um, and, well, that would be very well deserved. Uh, indeed, in GTD Pro, uh, Jules Gunion for WeatherTech Racing, uh, 25 minutes into the stint. So, again, they would be able to uh, make the next uh, waypoint. Six hours to go uh, in the position they're in. Uh, so, but the, the battle in... I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to uh, separate the battle of the, the GTDs and the GTD Pros because they're all absolutely on top of each other. And the, and the timing screen as the sun breaks through the skyline here at Daytona International Speedway. Good morning, everybody. About uh, 13 minutes ago was official sunrise, but there's a lower layer, a marine layer of clouds. And now the sun's just climbed above that and we have the IMSA radio booth here bathed in glorious golden light and reflected on Lake Lloyd looks absolutely glorious still a source of great uh, honour for us that we were the first broadcasters to use this brand new facility when Daytona Rising was completed, I know we're only here uh, once a year but that was uh, one of the highlights uh, for us here at IMSA Radio. Sorry, bad news, John. Car 83, Iron Dames behind the wall. Rahel Fry again. said again. It's, uh, it's not been an easy weekend with uh, getting used to the new, the new car. And, yeah, that's such a shame. So that's back in back in the garages uh, just uh, near the, the fan zone. Um, one of the unique Oh, brilliant things about uh, IMSA but particularly here at the Rolex 24 if the cars go back behind the wall if the fans are able to go and watch what's going on and watch the mechanics do their job and try to get the cars back into the race there's also an incredible selection of uh, uh, historic racing cars, many that have won this race overall uh, in the middle of the fan zone as well, go and check out the Swap Shop 935 which of course AO Racing are running a tribute livery of there's the car that Harley Haywood and Peter Gregg won the race a Porsche 911 50 years ago 50 years ago against yeah. all the prototypes from Matra Lola etc it had to be entered as a prototype because it, it wasn't homologated as a GT car yet and they beat the might of uh, Team Penske who of course were right in with Porsche at that time and of course here we are 50 years later they, they still are and uh, you know it was Brumos versus Penske and a young Norbert Singer was dispatched to help the two Porsche customer teams that day. And uh, Penske went out a little bit earlier and Singer went over to Brumos and uh, helped them uh, to, to get to the checkered flag. It wasn't Iron Dames that went behind the wall. It was oh, Fast MB, me. MD 87 car, oh, that, ah, not 83. Well, it, it's, my apologies, it had come up on the screen as 83. But, uh, ah, uh, uh, that, that has been um, uh, amended. Apologies Hello. to all Iron Dames fans for giving you a fright. Sorry. It's still circulating. Brandon Cooper, still listening and enjoying IMSA Radio. Question now, we've seen quite a few hours of GTP. Do you have speculation as to which cars might be able to good sh- make a good showing at Le Mans? 
Hey, that is five months away. These cars will change and they will be developed radically in those five months. So all of the manufacturers who decide to go to Le Mans, and we know the ones who are in the FIA World Endurance Championship at the moment, Acura not, and BMW not electing to compete in the World Endurance Championship. They're concentrating here. BMW will be in WEC next year, which will give them automatic entries or invitations, I should say, to the great race. But I've no doubt that Cadillac and Porsche, with their respective WEC teams, uh, will compete at the very highest level at Le Mans. Remember, the DPIs were the fastest prototypes in the world against the, the hypercars, and these cars are already as quick as the DPIs, and they were much quicker. The, D, the DPIs were much quicker uh, on um, on spec on, on spec rubber against confidential rubber in the WEC for the hypercars. That's all going to change. There's going to have to be a bit of rebalancing, but I'm very, very encouraged by the GTPs. Let's go down to Shea Adam in the pit lane. James Vance, fast MD car, just going back behind the wall. Your LMP3 machine held on until the first glimpse of sunlight. This race is so cruel. What happened? Well, it's not over. Uh, we're still going to fight. Uh, we're having a little bit of issues with the gearbox right now. I can't say enough about this entire fast MD racing squad. You know, we may be a new young team, but there's so much fight in this team, and we will not stop fighting. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what we can do, Shay, and we'll, we'll try and nurse it home. The driver lineup was a little bit turbulent in the weeks coming up to the race and that we didn't know who was actually going to be in the car. How have the four of you drivers gelled over the course of this Rolex? You know, Antonio's like the little brother I never had. Nicky's like the big brother I never had. And you's just an absolute rock star. So... I can, I can most definitely say I, I hope we, we're all back together again soon. But this has been magical, and it's been an honor to, to be with these guys, represent our, the brands in any desk, Fast MD, DeBull Diamond and Jewelry, Shy Hose, SMC. It, it's been amazing. Um, this, this race, is, it's, uh, it's a cruel mistress, but we won't stop. You represented them well. Thanks, James. Thanks, Shay. You can, hear the, you can hear the pain in James' yeah. voice there. But like you say, brilliant to get an insight to the, the spirit of the team as well. You mentioned Yu Kanamaru there, John, who's uh, raced with Team Go in Japan. He's raced at Macau, but oh, also racing to the other. Yeah, winners of Le Mans. Winners of Le Mans overall in 2004 with, with an RDR. Yeah. 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 And we're, we're in the fight to, well, they were right in the fight to win the LMP2 class in 2009 in the. Porsche RS Spider, but uh, Saijiara had a horrible crash after crashing on oil at the first uh, the first uh, chicane uh, as well. And Team Go, yeah, a team that continue to um, develop Japanese talent, of which there is much of it in both two and four wheeled motor sport. So zero one Cadillac continue to forge on Renger van der Zande and Sebastian Burdea are your full season drivers there. They're ably supported by Scott Dixon, a three-time overall winner, one-time class winner of this race. And don't forget, as we were heading into the the nighttime hours, Scott Dixon uh, 
was rear-ended by another car. A car spun in front of him, had to pull to, pull to the side and stop to avoid, and then got hit from behind. In a, and uh, they've recovered. They've put a new tail on the car, and they're just coming into pit lane right now. Just uh, following on from Brandon Cooper's question, Matthew Embry saying still in its infancy, GTP, layout of Circuit de la Sarte. Very much different to Daytona, too early to call at this point. What I will say is over 200 miles an hour here, considerably. What are the GTP cars going to be pulling down the Lean Blato Nadier? On the brakes into Indianapolis, that's going to be a, a lot to do. Well, there's, there's a lot of very fast stretches at Le Mans. The three bits in between the chicanes are on what we call the Mulsanne Strait, the Lean Duato Nadier. Then there's the run down from Mulsanne to Indianapolis, and then the run back up to the Porsche Curves. Now, they don't have the aero to get through the Porsche Curves as quick as in the past, but my goodness me, these cars are going to be quick, and although they're heavier than the DPIs, they're lighter than hypercars. Good point. That's a very good point. Considerably lighter. Yeah, a very good point indeed. No, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what they do uh, at uh, at Le Mans. And I don't think Daytona's a million miles away from Le Mans. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of heavy full throttle uh, um, application uh, as well, low downforce configuration. So I think there are mm. crossovers. I, I do, um, but uh, the, th there's no Porsche curves here. That's for sure. There'll be. I mean, yeah. they, there'll be very different cars in terms of the knowledge gained by the teams oh, yeah. and the manufacturers by the time they get Le Mans in five months' time. Yep. Test day is the weekend before. Um, everybody's going to Le Mans. I mean, everybody's going to Le Mans this year with new cars. Bar Glickenhaus. Glickenhaus, that, that car's a known quantity. Everybody else is has significantly changed their car. Peugeot's still working on reliability from last year. Brand new Ferrari 499P. A recognisable but substantially... Um, developed and altered TSO 50 from Toyota so shit and there's also a change to the calendar for IMSA John because after we go to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca there's a nice big break Good point. where everybody's got a lot of time we have an open date with no clash for test and then the next race being uh, the six hours of the Glen, well, that exactly won't feel like a breeze after the 24 hours of Le Mans, but there's a little bit less pressure for everybody. It's a very, that is a very good point, particularly for drivers not having to dash across and jump on planes and get the red eye and get there to do the, uh, the test sessions. Test day at Le Mans, uh, must, um, uh, much like we have had here over the last couple of years, and brought in because of the pandemic, pushed the weekend before the big race as the Raw before the Rolex 24 is here. I really like that and I'm pleased to see that uh, that's been kept uh, even though we could have spread it further away uh, once again. Two Chip Ganassi Cadillacs, the old one just gone out in the hands of Scott Dixon, Shane. Here's the blue fronted car. This is the O2 Earl Bamba in that machine. Uh, left front tyre was flat spotted very early in his stint so he's getting a set of scrub tyres down there there'll be a window film windscreen film taking off as uh, the sun for a moment has just dis dissipated behind the next layer of cloud still pleasant 82% humidity is the thing that I'm seeing at the moment so 
still quite muggy outside 20 degrees Celsius in the air 19 on the track that's 68 and 66 in Fahrenheit as we come down towards six hours to go and another set of points for the Michelin Endurance Cup the final interim set before the end of the race points already been awarded at 6 and 12 it's a dead heat in L, uh, in GTP so we had uh, an inverted uh, set of results which left the top three all on eight points well our, our race leader uh, overall at the moment Colin Brown for Marshank Racing car number 60 uh, they were three minutes to go before those Michelin Endurance Cup points are handed out. Uh, Colin Brown, 45 minutes into his stint, so he will just be perfectly picking up those points before coming into the pits uh, for his next pit stop. Incredible seeing Scott Dixon going out on the brand-new cold tyres and just an LMP3 car driving by him like he was standing still. That's how difficult it is. OK, I want to correct myself for a couple of things because... I got them wrong. Uh, GR010 now for the Toyota. TSO50 uh, was the previous model, of course. Thank you to Morris and to Phil for that. And Jens Jensen. Hello, Jens. How are you this morning? Uh, LMH now, unless a specific manager, uh, manufacturer gets a different BOP with a higher weight, is at Le Mans the same minimum weight as LMH so they, they're going to run those at uh, 10.30 are they? if they can get down to it interesting well, one point on LMP2 the top three are covered by 10 seconds and we Brilliant. have Job Van Oyter in the lead for TDS Racing Car 35 Esteban Gutierrez for the 04 CrowdStrike uh, car and Niklas Nielsen for AF Corsa uh, in the car, car 88 that is your top 3 in LMP2 LMP2 a bit like last year is going to be a proper thriller and a nail biter heading to the checkered flag AF Corsa, Francois Perota the bronze driver in that car I believe his driving time is complete he did a lot of running through the night so he can handle Niklas Nielsen uh, the real gun in that car and he's now taking a, a big uh, lion's share as they run to the flag coming up to another hour of racing being completed, time for another official coolant of IMSA VP Racing Fuel update and it is still, as it has been for quite a lot of the race with 594 laps completed 68 seconds is the gap between Colin Brown and Scott Dixon Scotty just out on a new set of Michelin tyres, 60 from all one Acura from Cadillac In third place, the 0-2 Cadillac uh, from the Cadillac Racing Team, Chip Ganassi Run, Earl Bamba. He's got a brand new set of tyres as well after flat spotting his left front. They've got 20 minutes left to put the SLT low temperature tyres on if they want to. I think he will, even if you single stint them, because that saves you uh, a, a set of your substantive tyres LMP2 as Peter said very tight at the front of the field although the 88 
Yeah, of course, uh, third place cars just come into the pit lane for its pit stop. They're all on the same strategy, though. So the, Give or take five yeah, minutes. Paul Loop Shatland's yeah. just come back yeah. out again, hasn't he, as well, in that class. In LMP2, 33 Sean Creech from 17 AWA. Just one lap between those. They're almost together on the track, actually. And so, in fact, has Barboza just put another lap on them? I think he has. So it's now two laps between the Ligier and the Duquesne, with John DeAngelis behind the wheel of the uh, number 38 in third position. And they've completed... Where has that gone? They're another couple of laps uh, further back for that Performance Tech Motorsport car. GTD led by Aston Martin. It's harder racing. That is a GTD car. The GTD Pro car uh, is about seven seconds behind, and that's the Gilles Gounon driven number 79. That's the WeatherTech. And the reason that they have just bounced up is because Gilles Guinan has come into the pit lane from the lead of the GT category. Chevy Corvette second in GTD Pro, Lexus number 14 third, and third in GTD, Aston Martin from Magnus. That's your official coolant of IMSA, Steer Frosty update from VP Racing Fuels for all the details on how Steer Frosty can help your car, whether you're towing or tracking the car, go to VP's website.